Running Sentences presents A Judge, a Jury, and a Sheriff Part 7 The Mayor The Mayor has to do with the unincorporated town and all of the headaches of the citizenry encompass the area that she rules over, all of who want to have a say in things and won't let her rule as she wishes. This story is written and narrated by Michael Honnery. Do not take this story seriously. It is black satire. This is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, businesses, events, situations, and instances within this story are products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, real situations, events, characters, and so on is purely coincidental. Copyright 2023, Michael Honoré. All rights reserved. The afternoon sun glinted in through a nearby window which annoyed the mayor greatly. The office was not a big one. This, it was a simple mayor's office, though calling her position mayor was a bit of a stretch. A town in an unincorporated area that consisted of under 15,000? Well, maybe it was a town, maybe it wasn't. She sighed, knowing that it was important to project that this was a place of importance, no matter how unimportant it felt lately. With a flurry of frustration, she rose from her chair and yanked at the curtain over the window so that the light wasn't shining into the room as much. What's the big deal? You seem rather frustrated lately, Miss Mayor. Well, Carl, George, we have a town that is running out of funds thanks to all the tax cuts from my predecessors. The sheriff's department takes up much of what funding we do get, and I have a dead judge on my hands. A day in the life of a bear in southern towns lately. I'm all about getting by with as little as possible. I've seen many a town like this one. Carl, you were called in here as an advisor for exactly that reason. Don't repeat your selling points like it is some grand thing, thing you're saying. Apologies, apologies. I like to call things as I see them. And that means drilling home the point that no one likes to hear. You're in a shithole of situations. Still not helpful. Right, right. Uh, we need someone to pin the blame on and... You can use the whole shebang of excusive if it's that bad. I wouldn't recommend using whatever excuses you have, unless you're up for re-election or something, are you? I'm trying to become judge of the town. Now, why would you want that? She continued playing with the curtains and talking to it, not wanting to face her advisor. It must felt better to have this conversation sort of awkwardly, just in case. She always felt like something suspicious was going on, and wasn't really trusting of everyone, so facing away from them always felt that bit smart to do. And he already had the telltale signs of someone who was out for payday, and not actually interested in helping. A useful thing should she need someone to blame down the road, though. Potentially. Because I would have more power and be able to not be in the spotlight as much. People love to whine and down judges. Do that as a mayor in a small town and suddenly everyone knows you're up to something. 
All that I can get behind? No one in the government likes prying eyes, since it makes getting things done so hard to do. There are, however, still many questions left to answer that you have not. The mayor finally let the curtain go after giving it one more good yank to make sure it covered the full window. Prying eyes at a time like this, with so many police officers about, it was not a good thing. And, uh, what questions would you have? Do you have? She said as she turned around to face him now. To start off, did you have this judge killed? I've heard plenty of rumors about who did him in. It's all the town seems to be talking about lately. Mind you, it doesn't matter to me if you did or didn't. But it is better to know who did what, so that we can negotiate our way out of these sticky situations. She wondered if she could fire him before he'd actually done anything. So far, he'd done all the slick city slicker talk from the big city and all that fancy talk, but said nothing of substance. The fee would probably be nasty, so for now it was ruled out. She did her best to control her emotions as her face curled about in frustrations and tried to turn it into a grin. I did not, and I have no idea who did. Not sure I do believe you. This man sat back in his chair, just taking in the sights. He seemed rather far too relaxed about all things. Perhaps work on that a bit for now, until the people will vote for you when the vote comes up, I guess. Huh? Now, what is this driving issue of the little dinky unknown location that seems to be blowing up in popularity lately, aside from murder? Money and surviving, what taxes they do have, are our biggest issues. So there's not much money to be had for running the town? No, sadly not, and I can't raise taxes or anything on them without a single politician coming down on me and demanding to know what I'm doing, from upstate and downstate and east and west and the state governments for my party will just not like it. I'll think of a few things that will help that out, uh, cover things up. Uh, I'll let you know what I come up with, though. Uh, might be a few days before you hear from me. He got up and gave a small salute with two fingers to his eyebrow and a flicking motion, and then just wandered out on his own. She didn't watch him, instead moving to her desk to pick up her phone and punched in a number on it. It rang a few times. Hello, Agent Carla. Um, hello. Oh, no. Agent Carla, hello. Uh, I have some interesting information on the case involving uh, the judge, I believe. I have, um, I came across this information. Uh, who is this, uh, might I ask? And what case are you referring to? Oh, apologies. I'm Mayor Carol Danvers. Um... I run the city of in the uh, unincorporated area of the bayou. If you don't mind, um, we can talk about this matter. You mean like uh, the superhero name? Your last name reminds me of a superhero. Who was it again? Uh, so many and I tend to forget them all. And they're not very memorable, are they? Carol scowled at the conversation. This was going terribly and she wanted it to stop now. 
Uh, spelled differently, but I, I, yes, unfortunately for me, yes, it is a superhero name, or last name, I think. Are you interested in what I have to tell you or not? Of course I am. Uh, should I come by your town hall, or... No, no, not the town hall, thank you very much. Ah, uh, that would only lead to talk, and would harm everyone's investigation, I believe. Uh, how about out by the old lake bridge? Do you know where that is? I can look it up and see where things are. Good, good. Let us meet later this afternoon and say about two hours. Uh, the morning's almost up, but uh, it should work out fine for us. Sure, I can probably get there in time. With that, they both hung up the phone. Mayor Carroll was rubbing her hands together in glee. Things might go decently if framed correctly, she figured, and she opened her desk, fishing out the few files and then stuffing them into her oversized purse. It was the only reason she had said purse was for secretly taking files. Not that she'd ever done this before, she reminded herself. No, 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 that would be bad, and uh, it was just an in-case matter, and uh, this was an in-case matter. Carol, though, took a careful look around to feel safe before slinging the purse over her shoulder and heading out. At the appropriate time, Mayor Carol found her way out by the small lake with a bridge that crossed it. An unused thing that had been built with the idea of attracting people more so than for actual usage. It was an ornate-looking thing that was... Well, a waste of money, since no one came out to this town to look at it. The mayor stood on the walkway entrance to it, which was basically all that consisted of this bridge, waiting and looking around, and leaning against a nearby railing so that she could look at the parking lot as another car, the only other car, pulled in. It took a few minutes, but Agent Carla got out and began heading towards her with a wave of her hand. Uh, Miss Mayor, I believe uh, you called me? That I am the mayor, thank you. Uh, good to see you, Agent Carla, I believe. Uh, shall we go to the center of the bridge? No one ever comes out here, and it is a nice view, and uh, it'll offer us a little more privacy anywhere. How about a quarter of the other side of the way, keeping towards that wooded side of the lake, past the halfway mark? The trees and the shadows still grow out on cover the bridge. It seems like you want to keep this discreet, and that might offer us a little more protection from being seen. The mayor nodded, and the two set off, crossing to the other side of the bridge and onto the shaded side of the tall trees that loomed over the area. Uh, now, um, Miss Mayor, what is it you wish to show me or talk to me about? I have some files, the state of affairs that the judge gave to me. The files were fetched out of the oversized purse and handed over. Carlo looked at them rather reticently and with arched eyebrows. From the looks of things she didn't believe her, but well, she would find out soon enough how true they were. And what exactly do these pertain to, and why haven't we known about these sooner? Life's complicated, and I needed to know what was said about me before I handed them over. I have a town to protect after all, and I have my own reputation to look after. It's all above board. It's a uh, mayor's right in this town, and that's what our charter says. 
This earned a look from the agent that said she didn't trust anything she just said. That makes it sound like you were making sure that the files didn't contain any information that would cause you any problems whatsoever. Oh, uh, I understand you're saying that, but it does contain some information on me. But it doesn't contain any good stuff either, but uh, trust me, it's all good. Carla, still not trusting this news, continued to raise her eyebrow, but took the files and began leafing through them. You will see that the file implicates a lot of the people in this town in shady business. Most of it is bordering on the grey area of the law. Things are even more complicated, since this all goes down in the unincorporated part that we do take care of, but we're not in charge of. And would you say that any of this has anything to do with that company known as We Collect For You? I believe the CEO of the company, Mr. Loxy, is in that file quite a bit. He has been on record saying he wants the judge dead, I believe. He had a deal with him or something? I breezed past that part. I'm still not seeing any connections uh, between you and the judge and how this affects anybody. The mayor sighed and crossed her arms, annoyed that something so simple was being ignored. It was right there, yet still needed explaining. As far as I can tell, it points to the judge blackmailing the collection agency into a deal. That's what those papers say. And these prove this? Yes, they point straight towards it. Evidence-wise, I don't have much other than those files that, that, that look rather incriminating on everyone, but it clearly points to that. Carla then closed the open file in her hand and carefully tucked it under her arm. She cast a glance around to see if anyone else was watching them. And the judge gave you these files. Yes, he did. I don't know why, but he showed up. But uh, they showed up after a town meeting as it ended, and they were dropped in my lap. Said something like, you'll need this, or something. Or maybe it was his message. I don't remember who gave them to me, but they were given to me with this express note saying it was from the judge. You never bothered asking any questions. Oh, I was really very, very busy, and uh, two days later, before I could get to any questions, he was reported dead. That's a rather hard to meet with a judge who always has a long line of cases that they must get through, and always is dealing with people who want to talk to them. The agent merely nodded and signaled that they should start their walk back across the bridge. They went back to the parking lot that allowed Doris to cross the bridge on foot to look over the sad lake that was in front of them. It had been shrinking a lot recently, and, uh, well, it was supposed to be a pretty sight and well taken care of with gardens and flowers all around. Things that the town discovered it didn't have the money for shortly after the bridge had been built. And so it sort of all looked rather dilapidated, but it drew Carol to stare at it once they were back in the parking lot. Your town seems to have wasted its funds on that thing of a bridge. It was before my time, but yes, uh, 
as it goes with people who get an idea stuck in their heads that will draw people and money to town. This was uh, one of my predecessor's grand ideas. Did the judge have anything to do with getting the bridge built? Well, no, no. Not directly, I don't think. It was built before he was really a person here, or he hadn't a name here. He does have a, a loose connection. I believe his family, uh, his dad, namely, worked on building it, maybe. Uh, then the family settled in town since they liked it, I guess, or something like that. But I, I don't remember exactly what the cause was, or, or if there was anything more than that. I see. That's good to know. Does anyone know where the records are for this bridge? The payouts for it, and so on, and the construction company, and the likes of that, all of that information? The mayor furrowed her brow, unsure of where this was going. Why the concern over our bridge? What was this agent getting at? Uh, you'll need to award, and probably, it's probably at the town hall, since that's where all the records are kept. Uh, um, and you probably would want to talk to, uh, Charles Beaumont. Understood. Thank you very much. Well, might I ask why you care so much about this bridge and, uh, what it's, uh, whatever the reason is? The agent who had taken a few steps away towards her car stopped and turned. A connection has been made between the bridge and the judge. I need to know if it might have helped shape how the judge saw things in his life and so I can see where things go. Any connection is a connection that's worth pursuing since this town and that judge were so closely tied together. Well, I doubt there's much to it, but have fun. The agent, however, merely nodded and got back to her car and was soon driving off. Carol was annoyed at having been given so little in return for her work. Though she didn't really ask, she'd been hoping that any information would voluntarily, accidentally spill out. But uh, it was unfortunate and terribly annoying, so she stormed off to her own car. She took no time at all getting back to town and pulled her car to a stop in the sidewalk to the sheriff's office. There was no one around, which was unusual as she got out and made her way over towards the front door. It banged open, though, the second she approached, and with the hairy-looking deputy coming out. Oh, Mayor, uh, did you hear the news? Uh, there's been a murder by a church. Two murders at the church, I think. I, 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 I... I didn't think I'd, I'd have ever seen a crime where... I didn't think this area would ever see so much crime when I got this job. Other than, you know, car stops and, you know, we make all the money from there. So, uh, now all of this has happened? Carol felt her head spinning bounds and round and round, trying to understand everything that had just been said without actually understanding any of it, because it had all just come out in a blur of noise. What? Murder, crime, mayhem. If you're, if you're looking for the sheriff, follow me to the church saints. The deputy was hurried off towards his car and jumped in it, getting it started and not waiting around for her. It took a moment for Carol to process all of this, as she was worried about what it would mean for the town now. She took a step 
just a step, to finally break free of her indecision and went towards her own car. At the very least, she now needed to know what was going on at the Church of Saints. A short drive brought them to the church parking lot, which was already had police tape closing it off to people. There were more than a few cop cars and unmarked cars as state and town police mingled about. Unable to get up into the parking lot proper, Carol had pulled off to the side of the road and got off walking the distance towards it. A few of the state police regarded her suspiciously, but thankfully a few of the town deputies recognized her, and they waved her right through. She spotted the sheriff standing in the parking lot, staring at the church building, so she went towards him. Sheriff, Miss Mayer, what brings you out to this terrible scene? It does not take much to figure out why I'm here, and as I am the mayor, I need to know what serious things are going on since it might have a long-lasting impact on my town. He regarded her but didn't seem like he believed her, which was a running theme lately. She guessed that's what she got for being a hard-ass about so many things when it came to the sheriff's office. But running the town and the local meetings made it so that those who weren't willing to be an ass would yet run over to those who wanted power. And she wanted power, so she was going to run over everybody. Murder of a priest and uh, one of the volunteers here. No one heard gunshots or things like that, and the church was closed to people this afternoon. That's unusual. They always seem to have open hours down the day. Yeah, highly suspicious if you have to ask me. She did want to ask him, but instead kept her mouth shut, since it seemed like he was already volunteering such good information. Is there anything I should know about that you don't want anyone else to know about? Why would you ask that? A third murder in a quiet town in a short amount of time. That's going to draw local media who will want to talk. They will both ask us questions, and it is best if we're both on the same page. You already know that. All right, I hear you. There are seven people dead, natural causes in their pants, down in the space below the church. All of them were rich folks from this area, not just the bayou, but a greater area. Why are there? I don't know yet, and don't think anyone needs to be made aware of what of all the happenings going on. And do I need to see any of this, or... He gave her a look that gave her all the answers she needed on that front. Carol then looked towards the church, where nothing seems to be happening at the moment. Oh, great. The press are starting to show up. Better put your game face on, Mayor. The road was now jammed with a couple of news vans and cars for reporters, all setting themselves up to report on the latest news that had broken from the town. I guess I shall go buy you some time before you have to talk, but keep me in the loop on this matter. I don't want to get caught off guard like I did with the judge. We need to be on the same page. Are you saying that I had something to do with your failing to keep tabs on your own town? I won't stand for that kind of talk to me after all I've been through lately. That wasn't what I was saying, but go do you. She strolled off towards the tape line where the reporters were now gathering rather heavily. It only took a moment for the press to realize who she was and began crowding towards her with, with 
recording microphones shoved in her direction. Carol approached with even steps, trying to buy herself a little time to think more. Miss May, what has going on here? I will keep things brief, uh, reporter, uh, since it is the sheriff's job to tell you all the news about this. There were two murders discovered inside the church. Our officers, along with the state police, are working to find out what has happened. We heard rumors that a case is linked to the murder of the judge. I will say that we cannot talk about this things about such things and such connections yet. The investigation is only beginning and we still need more evidence on the matter before we can talk about such rumors. What can you tell us? That we are working diligently to figure out this matter and that we are horrified that violence has come to this sleepy area once again. She then moved quickly away from the reporters who said some more questions but she didn't bother to hear or answer them. After a moment, she found herself back in the parking lot, but everyone was busy there, so she decided to leave for the night. It was late by the time she got back home. Her guards patrolled the place ceaselessly, but never went anywhere with her. No, this was the only place that they kept guard, despite her her infrequent request to come guard her. She went to her lounge bar and fixed herself a stiff drink to give herself a moment to think, and downed it in a moment and stared out the window as her head guard came in noiselessly through one of the door windows and came to a stop before her. Ma'am, you have something to report? Yeah, there were two intrusions onto the property that didn't get far, but they happened. Did you take them into custody? Ah, uh, no, they were on and off the land before we could do anything. She fixed herself another drink and took a swig of that one and looked concerned. It didn't make any sense to her that this was happening. And what are you doing about it? That depends on what you want to do. I want to know who and why they're doing this and why they're coming for my property. To me, it sounds like someone is testing the grounds to see if they can get into this house. I have my suspicions that they think something in this place is worth taking. I don't keep valuables here, though. Information, though, is valuable, and you did have the town server installed upstairs. She nodded to this and finished her second drink, and then looked over at him. He nodded his head in acceptance of the offer for a new drink which doesn't contain much information other than a few loose odds and ends. And what would they want with those? There's something there, I guess, but I'd have to go through my records on what is on there again. Uh, For now, though, uh, make sure security keeps an eye on things and tighten things up. I do not need intruders when everyone else is looking at everyone in this town because some idiots decided to kill one another. We will keep a strong eye out for the intruders and double the guard on the perimeter. She nodded as she made two drinks this time, and quickly finished her new drink off, offered him his, and then stormed out of the room. Unhappy and pissed off, Carol went to her home office, a little space stacked high with papers and little actual room to do anything. 
It was tucked off in a secretive corner upstairs, just off of her fake office, that she used ceremonial things that the town hall would not do for. Here she sat down at her computer, getting open a file that told her what was on the server. It only took a quick scroll through, glancing over the dozens of files that it had on it, that all seemed to have to do with town planning, borders of land, and various citizen-filed papers or complaint forms on things. She frowned and moved a bit further down until she clicked on one such file, which then went to another folder, and scrolling fast until she found a folder titled A, period. Opening it, she stared at the contents for the rights to the building of a bridge. Does this have anything to do with all of this? Talking to herself, trying to get her mind to think about matters. It wasn't working, and all she found herself doing was staring at this screen. Why did that agent have to say anything about the bridge? Why did I bring her out by that bridge? Doesn't that make any sense to me? Oh, man, what? Why? What? What do the police know that I don't? And is this related to the murders? Oh, no. She found herself backing out of that file and looking over some of the others on the computer that were all related to the bridge. There were a few news reports on the construction gone wrong and overrun with costs, and maybe a few pickets or two, and an angry worker who was willing to strike because things were not going well, but uh, it was all sort of vague and nothing really stood out about it. I fear there is something here, but I just can't see what. These reports don't go in-depth. Sitting back, she crossed her arms as she was staring at the screen more and more. Slowly, she moved her hand towards her purse to fish out her cell phone and began to go through her contacts. She found the one she wanted and hit the call button so that it would dial it automatically and put the phone to her ear. Well, this is a Carlos D's phone. He isn't picking up right now, but if you leave a message, he'll be back as soon as he can. Mr. Carlos, I know you have some information about the old bayou and uh, things related to it. Uh, this is Carol, by the way, and I have a lot sitting on my plate, and I would love it if you would come chat to me about old times. Mostly about a bridge that got built. Call me. With that, she hung up her phone and sat back and stared at it. She had hoped it would suddenly start ringing, but it did not. There were some more stares from her at the computer screen, but they provided no more information, and she decided to turn it off for the night and retire to bed. Morning rose early for Carol, and it was still dark out when she awoke. A quick look at her charging phone told her that no one had called. She then went about preparing herself for the day ahead of her, knowing it would be filled with questions from anyone and everyone, and she would have no good answer about any of it, likely. Unfortunately, knowing that didn't do much good for her as she hurried about until it was an appropriate time to head for Town Hall. Making it as far as her driveway, and about to grab the door handle to her car when her phone finally did ring. For a second, there was a debate in her mind as if she should get it now or wait until she was in the car, where there was a little more privacy. The latter went out as she hurried into her car while trying to see where she'd put her phone in her purse. 
Settling into the driver's side, she managed to get her phone out into her ear. Yes, hello? You rang for me for information. Yes, about the bridge. I don't know much about a bridge. Don't lie, Carlos. You organized the effort to get it built, handled all the contracts for it, and skimmed some money off of the top while no one was looking. Everyone is aware of that. Tell me you know nothing about this bridge again. You haven't specified which bridge, so once again, I don't know much about bridges or a bridge or anything like that. Then let's meet and talk in person, shall we? Ye old park it is, this afternoon, or would you rather it be this morning? I get the sense that you want to talk desperately. Afternoon is fine. Give me a chance to check in on all the mayhem that is currently going on. Yeah, I heard the news report on that. Sounds fun and I'm glad I no longer have to deal with that shit. This shit might be all because of you, Carlos. She hung up the phone. Morning went by quickly, and on her lunch break, Carol made her way out to the oddly named Ye Old Park. It was a local park which used to hold old play festivals. Those, however, had long dried up as life had moved on and people seemed to care less and less about old musical plays. She parked in the empty parking lot and looked out at the shaggy grounds that needed to be mowed. But money hadn't been allotted for that yet, so it was what it was. A knock on her window made her look over to see the elderly Carlos looking in her passenger side window. The door opened a second later and he shuffled in with his shock of white hair and far too tanned skin. What's all this about a bridge? There are federal agents who are in the process of looking at it in connection with the murder of the judge, trying to understand everything that's going on. What? Why would they want to do that? I have no connection, as I know. She fished out a file from her back seat and handed it over to him. The judge's father was a worker on the bridge. That much information, that much I managed to scrounge from some files on the town hall. Well, that's a tenuous connection at best. Well, was he one of the few to die? No, he was the one who filed a lawsuit at your failure to pay and managed to get a whole strike going. Carlos made a face at this news, unhappy to hear it as he opened the file to look through it. Great, so what do you need from me, then? Information about the bridge and that worker and whatever else you might be able to provide. Not much to say about him. Worked hard and he was never late from what I remember. The pay for the work was minimal and signed by bond and contract, but somehow he got a different contract and managed to convince everyone that they should have different contracts as well. Well, how does that bring us to his kid, who was the judge who got murdered? There was a shrug of a reply from Carlos, who flipped through the variety of pages in the folder. Uh, his kid was around the construction a few times, I think. Uh, he was about 17 or 18 at the time. Would help out, uh, as occasional worker. But other than that, I don't really know much. Then why would federal agents look into it? Desperate for something to do? And, uh, you know, they're looking for any connection they can find. They don't really have anything. They're just moseying around, trying to take up pay time. Probably. And look, it's been nice talking to you again, but this is a bit, big lot of nothing for me. Were you aware of what the Percy was doing, though? 
Why? She snatched the file away from him, angry, and smacked him with it on his arm. Your company that you started shortly after the construction company of the bridge failed has its fingers all over that hospital. And yes, so few people know about that. And so what? We help finance a hospital with charitable donations. There's nothing wrong with helping those in need. It is, after all, part of the deal that we brokered by the courts that ended the construction company. Good luck getting anyone to believe that lie. Everyone knows that you don't make a single payout to families in need. You built the hospital and set up charitable donations for it so that people wouldn't have to pay, and yet nothing comes out of it. Carlos, however, jerked angrily at the door handle, popping open the door. Be careful. You don't want your own secrets revealed to the world, Miss Mayor. And with that said, he exited the car. She waited for the door to close before starting it up. In her mind, the meeting had not gone terribly poorly, but it left things to be known. She was sure that it had to do with the hospital, and someone had talked there, but having no contacts within the establishment made it rather difficult, and it was going to be complicated. It's also where she decided to go next. Not long after leaving the parking lot of Ye Old Park, she drove her way to the hospital parking lot. She did not, however, park there, instead driving towards the back of it where some winding arrows through the parking lot pointed her towards. Back behind the hidden wall of trees sat the hospital administration office, and the only way to get there was through this small hidden dirt road that led to a small dirt parking lot. She parked and went inside to find the directory to the CEO's office up on the third floor. She arrived and looked about the third floor as she walked about it, moving room to room, finding mostly empty office space with many offices devoid of anyone and living creatures. Eventually, towards the back, she found a small desk with a placard that said secretary on it. There was, however, no one there. She waited a moment and took a few steps towards the door behind the desk, figuring what the hell, why not knock and see if anyone was in. She did so and stepped back, half expecting something and half expecting to be greeted by quiet nothingness. It was quiet, but there was also a sound behind the door. Hello? Yeah, wait a moment. Oh, takes me a moment to get around in the mess in here. A moment passed before the door swung open and an elderly-looking man poked his head out. Yes, who is it? Hello, I'm Carol, the mayor of the nearby town of Bayou, and uh, I was hoping to have a chat. He looked her up and down, adjusting his glasses that he had on to get a better picture of her. Oh, I see. Mayor Carol, is it? I've heard of you and your little town not too far from here. What's this about? Ah, the judge, the collection agency, and the fund that provides money to pay for those who struggle to pay hospital fees? That's an awful lot and a mouthful to talk about. Are you sure you want to poke your nose into that matter? It ain't gonna be pretty. It always is that way. Can I come in? He nodded and opened the door to let her in. The office was a crowded one, with, like he said, with things piled here and there with no reason for any of it. 
The man who greeted her and said his name was John Nicholas and was the CEO of the hospital and rumored to be in his 80s, as his slow, shuffled walk showed. It took a while for them to reach a set of chairs, and so there was no desk here, but they, he sat down. Now what is this all about? The police are investigating the crimes of the judge uh, that may or may not have because of bribes that led to his murder. Oh yes, that wily old judge knew his way around talking. Met him many times to discuss matters of health and judicial prudence. Oh really? This caught her interest and she sat down across from him. How unusual for this news to come to her. No one seemed to tell her anything, yet this was all being offered? At no cost? Oh yes, all about keeping accounts in order. Needed to make sure that money was being paid to those families in need. The money never got to those families. That's not according to our records. All money was paid. Are you claiming that you had no knowledge of what was really going on here? Don't be silly. We all know things are going on, but we all keep quiet for the greater good. What is the greater good? Whatever it needs to be. Do you need paying off to ignore this? Or are you one of those high and mighty types? She scowled in response and nearly sighed in disappointment, managed to avert all of that. She was already being judged, and anything further on her part would only deepen that judgment and might lead to her death, since that seemed to be what everybody was doing lately, killing people. I don't need payment but I wonder what you did know about Malcolm de Percy. The old man sat back in his chair looking up at the ceiling as he rolled the name over in his mind. He nodded a second later and looked at her. Uh, he was one of the construction workers who helped build a, a wing of the hospital many, many years ago. You have an amazing memory, then. John tapped the side of his head with a bony finger and a wry smile that said he knew much more than he was letting on to. Why would I forget the name of a man that led the construction mains down for three months thanks to a strike? Uh, with people not getting paid? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Construction company wasn't paying what we paid them to build the damn thing. Wait, let's take a step back. You were aware that Malcolm was the judge's father? He nodded with a grin. Not quite gone, but it had faded a bit. Of course. Of course, the judge was using everyone who ever crossed his dad and blackmailing them for money when he discovered their secrets because of what position he was in. At least that's what I assume was going on. That's what he was trying to do to our little hospital, I guess. I see, I am learning so much more than I ever cared to. Yes, isn't it awful? You learn so much and yet want so little to do with any of it. Wait... Why have you given in to the blackmail? The CEO rose from his chair in a rickety fashion that made him seem like he was about to fall over at any moment. John managed to stay upright, but barely as he went over to some files and began shuffling through them. Oh, we took out bad loans years ago, and in order to repay them, we took out different ones. It turns out both loans were then bought up by a holding company. One created by a Mr. Malcolm... But uh, things didn't go well for him since we were struggling to pay anyway. Company went out of business that was holding your debt? Yep. Ruled on by his own son out of the state capital after all. No one argued about bias. 
since father and son or whatever, but in the ruling stood. But it broke Malcolm and all he'd worked for. And he wound up selling the company. Some other company changed its name a couple of times. I forget the whole story. It um, doesn't matter, really. Carol crossed her arms as she thought about this. It seemed rather convenient for this to be a case about revenge. The judge, she knew, always seemed to be fair and level-headed, and not some money-seeking hoarder, but she also didn't know him that well. And then again, she was rarely ever around him unless it was a town problem that needed to be dealt with or a town meeting. You still never went to the cops about any of this. The CEO came back, holding a file in his hand, waving it about. I can't. It, I'm implicated in the scheme to underpay workers for their work on the construction. I was a part of the, all of this, from top to bottom, and I don't want to lose any of this in my life. Anyway, there's the evidence you seek, but it can't leave here. Look at it all you want, but forget it the second you walk out that door. He sat back down with a curled smile, pleased to have gotten this off his chest, apparently. The mayor kept glancing between him and the folder, unsure of what to make of all of this, but feeling very nervous. End of Part 7 of A Judge, A Jury, and A Sheriff Thank you for listening.